Podcast Network Asia. When you read Revelation, what was something that, like, even when you think about it, what's one of the things that kind of pops in your head, or one of the ones that you were kind of curious, like, it, more curious? It's, about? it's just, it's really just a mix of of fear and awe and excitement. It's well, fear because you know, if, if, when I was reading Revelation, like, so many scary things. I mean, like, no. Right? But also in awe because how powerful God is, mm. you know, and also excited because, you know, like like we we mentioned earlier, we already know how this ends, right? Because I think Shinchoji is unique in that their stance or their understanding of the second coming is actually a revelation of the word. Judgment mm. and salvation happen together, so the Bible it it goes through like this um, this logic. So second coming is no different. At the time of the second coming, when the truth is being made known, that's all that God is saying. There's going to be a place of salvation. I want you to be a part of this place of salvation. Everything else is going to be judged. Hello, each and every Dorito. Thank you so much for joining us on the Narador podcast. I get really excited every time we have a guest. And I think today, um, it's like equal parts excited. And I'm also a little nervous because not only is he a friend, but he's like my former boss because he used to be my station <laughs> Hello. He used to be my radio partner. Right. Right. So, I mean, yeah, we're going to get into like radio talk today, obviously, and all that good stuff. But anyway, our guest today has been on FM radio for close to 30 years. He currently does the midday show Mondays to Thursday and morning show every Friday at 104.3 Capital FM2. Our very, very good friend, Big Daddy Jake is here. Big D, what is going on? Greetings and salutations. Thank you for Hello. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. Big D's got to be one of my favorite peeps in the planet. I mean, this guy Everybody's, I mean, who does not love Big D? I mean, talk uh, to me. You're in trouble. You're yeah, trouble. yeah. But if you don't like Big D, it. it's Aww. probably you and not Yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm pressured. But Thank you. Bro. Yeah, you guys used to be partners, Tina and yeah. D, right? Yeah. Uh, what kind of, how long ago was that and what kind of show did you guys do? That was like five years ago. <laughs> Oh, not too long ago. <laughs> I'm kidding now. It's like no, that was uh, 97. Oh, my. Oh, okay. 97 to around 99, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did the nighttime. The show was called mm-hmm. Nighttime Drive Time. Six to and... 10. Oh, yeah. Okay. The evening so, primetime show. Of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he, he, was, um, he was pirated from the radio, the sister station in Davao. Well, so, I, that, I I didn't have a choice. I was ordered to fly up, so yeah. There so there you go. go. I right. mm-hmm. and I, I used to make Tina cry all the time. What? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. What do you mean? Like, what would you do? Like tease no, her? Or no, no. Sometimes she should be having a bad day. I mean, there she what? goes. Yeah, but then I just say something really mean. But that was the former me. <laughs> and then she start crying on there, and then people oh. would start wait. People would start paging. There you go. Paging. <laughs> you know, no, that's so funny that you, you said paging. Like there are some things that instantly like carbon date us. Yeah. Paging would be one of them. Mm-hmm. And then in, in the last episode, I think instructor Aaron was talking about like how we used to listen to these, you know, cassette tapes. Right. And <laughs> someone said it today. Someone made fun of me today about that. They're like, I've never that's even it. owned a car that had a cassette tape. He's like, that's just crazy to me. But aren't well, they making a comeback? All those retro, like I know Sony was 
Sony came what? back with that. I swear. No. I, you know what? I'm going to be like it. eight track came back for a little nostalgic, you know, bump yeah. up for a second, but that was it. Right. That was <laughs> I'll Google it. Oh, wow. 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 Yeah. yeah. What comes around yeah. goes around. Seriously. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so D, I mean, we extended an invitation to you. I mean, you know, we should have a long time ago, but recently we had a little bird whose name rhymes with Justin Carino. and you know we were talking about our radio days of course because we all used to work at the same station or you know at sister stations and stuff like that and he was telling us yeah yeah, and he was telling us how as he was going through his faith journey on radio um, he looked up to certain people and asked advice from certain people who he knew had a relationship with God and could advise him on how to go about this without losing his focus on his relationship with God. Right. And you were that guy. Well, I'm, I'm glad. And I, hopefully I didn't say anything that kind of made him stumble. (laughs) No, the, the exact opposite really, you know, because he, were you always a man of faith? Did you no. always have this relationship? No. no okay. No. Wow. Let like me I tell said, you. I, <laughs> do tell. Uh, yeah. Spill the beans, Tina. No, I mean, like I said, I used to make Tina cry just for fun. So. so you were on the radio already, like you know. So this happened also while you were on the radio, then. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I had a friend who brought me to church, and hmm. yeah, but that you know, <laughs> that was not that was not even it. You know, I fell away and actually no I, I ran away from god and came back after a few years and i said i'm not going anywhere anymore lord although i you know i stumble mm-hmm. you know so many times every day but i'm not hiding i'm not running anymore i'm staying where i am I what made grace. you run away yeah I uh, guilt guilt of course you know you know how it is the little things you do the little things and then you realize oh wow you know I've, how how do i face guilt you know the enemy's gonna tell you, oh, you're you're now you're too far from God now. Right. Now there's there's no way he's gonna take you back and so on and so. I just ran away, and then you know I, I hit rock bottom and I said, you know what? Uh, I because I remembered, you know, I mean, how how God was when 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 I ran to Him and I just decided there and then I said, I'm gonna go back. And of course, obviously, God's grace is just amazing. So yeah. yeah. I, I still stumble, you know, I mean, multiple times in a day. <laughs> but oh, don't I'm, not we running, all... I'm not running away anymore. No, I'm just staying put. Why do we always have to like hit rock bottom, right? Before we like realize that he's just there. I wish there was a time yeah. in my life when I could just like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to like talk to him without having to be in that stage in my life where I'm just so desperate and lost and broken for some reason but yeah i think yeah i I think it's a point of need you know i I think sometimes you you don't take god seriously until you hit that point of need because your life's good i mean nobody says thank god i'm having having a great life thank you lord have a vacation you know nobody not a lot of people say that but somebody you know something bad happens why me lord right you know what i'm saying so did you ever hit rock bottom before and then you like you know, you just like started looking for him too. I mean, there's, yeah, been lots of up and downs. I, I don't think I've ever met anybody who didn't at least have some kind of, you know, pain in their, in their spirit of some sort, you know, and, and, you know, like what he was saying about not feeling worthy, you know, we get that a lot. Um, I call it, you know, it's just called actually, it's called like survivor syndrome in a lot of ways. 
So it, it may be something I can bring up because of because of what we actually teach, there's a really huge blessing, like a just an incredible blessing that God's giving at this particular time. And when people find out about it and they will think in their mind, they'll be like, well, why am I the one that's receiving you know, this? There's plenty of other people in the world that deserve this more than I do. And instead oh, of looking thing. at it as, yeah, instead of looking at it like, wow, like what a blessing, you know, I should try harder because I'm being offered this, they run away from it instead. It's the yeah. same thing. They call it survivor syndrome, meaning like if you're, are, if you're in a, a car accident, for example, I know it's kind of a tragic thing to talk about, but if you're in a car accident, for example, and you're the only one that survives for the rest of your life, a lot of people have this incredible weight upon them. Why me? And then they're always yeah. depressed. Like they think that they have to do something with their life because, you know, to make up for it, if you will. And yeah, it's really, it's, it's hard. It's hard for people. Right, right. You know, the guilt of like, when you start understanding God's heart and um, his love, which sometimes we really cannot understand, the mercy that is even more not understandable, like you just now are overcome with guilt. Like, how could I have done all of these things to this point? Like, am I really yeah. forgivable? Yeah. Yeah. And then once you understand that, you know what? You manage to sin again. And again, yeah. and again. And it's like, did you really understand? Did you really learn anything? You know, like that kind of guilt. Condemnation, shame. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, the, those yeah. things happen. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, what Jesus did on the cross for us, it's, you know, and then, oh, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you, you feel so shame, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's shameful. So you kind of try to hide. And then, yeah. But, you know, just like God walking in the garden, seeking adam exactly. he, he does that to us right yeah and, and, you know so and he goes out he goes asking where are you <laughs> and well, yeah. you know and god is well i think through the bible you know has asked me where i am i mean where my heart is many many times and well back in the day i used to run away mm -hmm. I, I didn't know what to say yeah. like a guilty guilty child Right, right. And you mentioned a rock bottom earlier. I mean, do you mind elaborating on like what that looked like for you? Because I think we've, I've hit rock bottom too. And do I, oh, okay. Uh, well, you know, um, <laughs> my, my, <laughs> no, because, you know, everything was just, well, yeah, that was just, everything was just really bad. Uh, I was having trouble at work. And uh, the, my wife is going to leave me with it. You know, she's going to take the kids. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is kind of hard for me to fathom because, you know, when I think of you, aside from the radio stuff, you're like solid family guy, mm -hmm. amazing husband, amazing father. In fact, when Tina asked you, like, how would you like to be introduced today? What did he, what did he say, Tina? He just said, DJ, father of five forgiven right plain, right plain and simple well, that, i mean that's that's all by, by god's grace really all glory mm. to god thank you lord but that's i mean i'm i'm a work in progress yeah uh, in fact yeah. until today i'm still a work in progress you know my wife and i still have arguments i still have you know conflict with my children but you know god's grace have you know and and this has uh taught me of uh, you know a few things uh, i know it sounds like I'm bragging, but you know, humility has helped. I can't believe I'm bragging about it. Well, I'm not. I'm just, you know, just trying you. to tell the story, okay? I mean, you know, so it's, yeah. I mean, if Jesus went through, you know, so much suffering quietly, why can't I? 
Hmm. Humility. Instructor error, it's kind of hard for me to believe that because like I've known D for quite some time now and he's always been humble. And yes. That's not true. I'm very prideful. Very. Oh my gosh. Yep. I'm just passive aggressive. <laughs> passive aggressive. Do you mean do you mean prideful in like um because we definitely don't know you as someone who is, you know, loud and arrogant and boastful, like not that kind of um arrogant, prideful, but maybe more like like in what sense do you mean? Oh, I, I don't like listening to people. I don't like being held accountable. Like, I don't like being, you know, being told I'm wrong, being told what mm -hmm. to do. I don't like all those all those things. I mm -hmm. think when we met, you know, God was already changing me. So, you know, there, there's a transformation. Thank God, you know, when mm -hmm. when when we met that, you know, in that season of my life. But before that, I was a horrible, horrible person. Oh my gosh! Oh. I Oh. oh gosh, yes. Okay, fine. I'm, we believe you. Okay, okay, right, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but yeah. No, I'm. You know, I really admire people who can just be completely honest and mm. right, like just be accountable for the kind of person that you were. And sometimes, like there was one time, um, we had a guest on the show who was a friend of mine, and you know, after our conversation, she was like. Sam, I, I'm so proud of you that you're doing this. Like, you know, of all people, like, I can't believe you're the one that's doing this. Something along those lines, right? Which was supposed to be a compliment. <laughs> but, uh, you know, on one hand, and I was just like, why? It's, it's you know, a backhanded why? compliment. That's exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, but you know what? I think my stance on all that is like, well, if people see how God can change you so dramatically and if mm. it can glorify him and have them think about like, oh, wow, like what did God do in this person's life? How did the, how did she change so much? I think that's okay. Yeah. You know, of course. So what, Big, what Big D was saying was it, there's like two ways you can, you can handle it. He, he pointed out both. You have what, you know, Adam and Eve did, which was hide from it, right? Hide from it in mm -hmm. shame. Or you can be like Paul, who realized it and used that shame to work even harder, right? You know, and that's that's what God wants from us because none of us are perfect. We're all going to have something. I mean, anyone who claims themselves to be perfect, it's like, whoa, okay, right? <laughs> that's scary right there. <laughs> so we all have something, right? And then when you think about the things that we've done or, or the person that we used to be, and we are truly thankful to God for helping us to change. And then instead of you, instead of that guilt, keeping you from doing things for God, which can happen, you try to use it, you know, even more. So Paul says that a lot. That's why his letters are, you know, pretty amazing for us. Cause I don't think any of us are at that level. I think sometimes that's why God called Paul, you know, as a murderer, some the worst possible thing you could do torturing and killing God's own people. And yet use someone like that. So we could look at ourselves and go, well, if he can be forgiven and be useful for God, then possibly i can too you know so mm. yeah so d yeah we are currently doing a series called road to revelation on the narrower right. podcast right and the whole point of this series is to understand the book of revelation at the end of our conversations on this right, right and that's right. because instructor aaron's church which is called shinshiti church of jesus they are currently proclaiming publicly i mean you know and quite actively because they're doing online seminars that is pretty much accessible to anyone who has access to the internet mm -hmm. anyone can go and listen to the stuff like they are saying that this is 
the time of second coming, there is a testimony on mm. the events that are prophesied in the book of Revelation. Mm. So we're kind of breaking down the, the language that we find in the book of Revelation, right? So which is called parables. I mean, we know we're very much focused on Bible and the second coming right now. Right. So when we have a guest, you know, we eventually get to talking about their thoughts on the second coming, right. what they think is supposed to happen, what does it look like for them, you know, all that good stuff. Right. So, yeah. What are your thoughts on the second coming, um, if you think about it at all? Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I believe the second coming is coming. Mm-hmm. But uh, having said that, uh, I don't dwell on it. I don't look at it. I, I, I focus instead of my personal relationship with Jesus on a daily basis. Like yeah. I said, if I, I, I can't even, you know, last the day without hurting Jesus. I mean, I, I can't really look at, you know, what's whether the second coming. You know what I'm t- talking about? I mean, well, you know, it's it's like the body of Christ. We're all different parts. And I mean, Instructor Aaron here, they could be the eyes. I'm, you know, I'm some hair in Jesus's left foot. <laughs> you know, so, It's just so funny that you said hair because you don't have any. Not on your head anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm excited to learn. I want to learn because, you know, uh, yeah. I, 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 I read the revelation. And but truth be told, it scares me. Because, but then again, I realize, you know, I mean, that's the way Christians, if, if a Christian is having a great life, you're, you have got to be thinking about it. Because, you know, I, I don't think we're, you know, Jesus suffered. And, you know, Christians are now, you know, it's not like it's a, it's a, it's a wrong thing, but we can't really expect a life of, you know, like a bed of roses and, and stuff. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to learn. And, and you know, as, as a child of God, really, the revelation, I think there really is nothing scary about it, but you have to be prepared for it. Right. Because yes. well, because Jesus already knows the ending, and you know, and and we're reassured that, well, as a child of God, you're going to be there, if of course you you're you're you know sincere. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, because if it's just lip service, and then uh, yeah, we have a problem. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. 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 So I think you know we've had other guests on the show who we've asked similar questions, and mm-hmm. you know we've looked at scenarios of like. Jesus literally coming down, you know, riding on a cloud. Um, mm-hmm. We've definitely heard like it's a it's a scary thing, but mostly I think that's because we don't really understand what's supposed to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, I think when I maybe started thinking about second coming, I, I I'm not sure what I was thinking, but I for me there was definitely some element of judgment. Like that was the time when there was some kind of judgment that was supposed to happen. Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. <laughs> right? But 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 that's not all that it, there is to it, right? And I I guess that's what we're trying to understand here is like mm-hmm. so when a church says that that is actually happening right now, like this is the time when all of this is supposed to happen, like what exactly is happening? Because I think Shinchanji is unique in that their stance or their understanding of the second coming is actually a revelation of the word. Right, Instructor Aaron? Would it be a correct way to um, characterize? That's that's kind of an interesting way to put it. Um, Revelation itself, the word revelation, the root word means to reveal, right? To reveal, which is to open and show. So like the, the, you know, Chinese characters of revelation or to reveal means to open and show. So it means that it was sealed and unseen before, right? And so there's a verse in like Psalms uh, 119, verse 130. And it says, the unfolding of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. 
And actually the simple, it's not meaning that the, that the word is simple. It actually, that word simple, when you look at the, the root of where it comes from, it means, to be honest, it means stupid or foolish people. Yeah. So it gives understanding to the foolish people, right? Right. The opening of the word. So what is, why does God's word have to be opened? Right? It's not because like our Bibles are sealed closed. all the time. Exactly, <laughs> it right? It's not like our Bibles are sealed all the time to us. We can open them anytime we want. But if you look at like Luke chapter 24, when Jesus is talking to um, uh, the, the two people, they're walking to the road of, um, uh, on the road of Emmaus. Emmaus. Yeah, Emmaus? Yeah. That yeah. road. That road. And they're really <laughs> upset, right? And he, and he appears to them out of nowhere. And he's like, why are you guys so upset? And they're like, well, you must not be from around here. Because, you know, our Messiah was just killed. And he's like, you foolish people and slow of heart. You know, don't you understand that this had to happen? And then beginning with like the Psalms and the prophets, he explained all the scriptures to them. And then it says, you know, we're not our hearts burning when he opened the scriptures to us. Right. He opened the scriptures. So to them, they didn't understand the scriptures, even though they read them all the time. They would study them all the time. And that's what it says in like Acts 17, that, you know, you studied these scriptures every Sabbath, but you ended up fulfilling the very ones that were about the destruction because you didn't understand them, basically, is what wow. he's telling them. Wow. So that's what revelation. So when you say that, yeah, it's very, that's a very good way of putting it. It's revealing the, the truth of the word. And the way that that's done is because prophecy becomes fulfilled. Prophecy becomes fulfilled. So earlier, when you were giving a little explanation to Big D, you said that, you know, we call it parables, you know, that type of thing. But actually, it's, it's Jesus that, that in the, if you read the Bible itself, Jesus is the one that says, you know, I speak to them in parables, right? Or That's I've correct. been using, yeah. you know, I like John 16, 25, although I have been speaking figuratively, right? Jesus says it straight out. So, <laughs> so I just want to make that clear because that yeah. is something that people will say like, oh, you guys, all you do is focus on the parables. It's like, well, one, that's not true. But two, if Jesus spoke that way, it's kind of seems a little important, right? We should probably mm. know about it maybe, you know? So right. mm. yeah, I like the way that you put that, a revelation of the word. It's pretty cool. Yeah, because I think, um, I think when we say second coming, a lot of us think that it's supposed to be something that is happening. Well, and there is a part of that too, where like in the external word, word, world, (laughs) (laughs) word and world, right? (laughs) That is, that's a good point. It's, it's both in the word and in the world. Like there are certain events that are supposed to happen in the world. And then there is also happening in the word in that there is a now complete and full understanding of the scripture beginning to end because i think what's you know it's important to know and at least listen to the understanding that is presented because because and christians believe this generally this is a time when heaven is now going to come down Mm. right am i kind of all over the place i think i might no no you're right on. no 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 And obviously, like, you know, if you believe in God and heaven and all that stuff, and God says, actually, I'm going to come down at some point, and I want to dwell with you guys, then we want to be there. But it's quite vague in our heads. Yeah. Because, yeah, we we have all these different scenarios, you know? I think, and one of the most important things is is to know why people haven't understood. You know, if you can, if someone can explain why that's been the case for thousands of years, why can't people understand? Besides just God is mysterious or we can't understand God's thoughts, you know, things like that. If you can explain logically and in details using the Bible itself, the very word of God, if you can explain why nobody's understood and why we can now, to me, that's really significant. To me, that's one of the things that makes me 
believe in what it is that I believe. Not just because I want to believe, not because it sounds cool, <laughs> but because according to what I've learned in the scriptures, what's been shown to me and how it's been revealed, seeing something like, and I bring this up a lot, but the tree of life, for example, or the tree of the knowledge, good and evil, something that's from the very first stories in the Bible, right? No one's been able to understand it, really. Is it literal? Is it not literal? What's the fruit? You always see depictions of, you know, apples and things apple. like that. I'm like, show mm. me in the Bible where it's an apple, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all these different things. And then, you know, people like kind of either misunderstanding it, misinterpreting it, or just not even worrying about it. Like, I just don't even touch it because it's so, you know, crazy. And then to be able to have it explained so simply, so easily, and then see the the reality of what it actually means today, that's to me, that's what got me to go, okay, this is really something quite special. I need to, I need to learn more about this. Right. So big D, are you following it? Like definitely. Yep. Yep. There, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to learn. Things have happened already. Oh, well, <laughs> that's kind of exciting. Uh, and that's, that's why we say we can understand because describing it like the tree, you know, and I think I've used this in the past episode too, but if, if a tree is being grown just in the middle of a field, I keep looking at the field that's behind you and it's making sure. <laughs> but tree. if the tree yeah. is, yeah. So that tree right there, let's say that the tree right behind you, no one has ever seen that tree before and you just stumble on it, but it's got no fruit. So no one knows what kind of tree it is. You know that there had to be a seed, yeah. right? Cause that's just the logic of nature. You know, it had to grow. It needs nutrients. It needed the sun. It needed water. We know all the basic knowledge of it, but no one knows what it is. So we can all guess. And we have four people here. So we could all guess four different things. Right. Right. And none of us would be necessarily wrong because we don't know what it is. Right. But then when a fruit pops out, mm. right, then that's, yeah. that's what it is. It doesn't matter yeah. what we wanted it to be. Right. And the cool part is it's not just the fruit right? So let's say, you know, it, a persimmons pops out. So now it's not just the fruit is a persimmons, but it now the leaves are the leaves of a persimmons tree, the right. branch, the tree, the roots, everything becomes that tree. Right. So in revelation, revelate, think of revelation as like the fruit, mm -hmm. the unseen fruit that no one's known. So we've known that there was a seed. We've known that there was a tree. That's like the old Testament. That's Jesus coming in the time of the first coming. We've seen it. It's there. We understand it. We all teach that, but what do we teach differently in the churches today? We all teach what is the second coming? What is the true meaning of, you know, the fulfillment, these types of things. That's what's different in every single church. Yeah. And that's why, because no one really has an understanding until the fulfillment comes. Right. So it's like that fruit being revealed. And now, now, because you know the fruit, you can go all the way back to the roots. And you can know that that's what that means all the way from the beginning. It's really it, it's really beautiful, actually. Uh, I was going to ask Big Daddy, how do you feel about heaven coming down? Oh, that would be exciting. Oh, because that scared the crap out of me before when I read it. <laughs> Tina. I mean, like, seriously. Yeah, that, that would be great. That would be great. When oh. you read Revelation, what was something that, like, even when you think about it, what's one of the things that kind of pops in your head or one of the ones that you were... Kind of curious, like it, more curious. It's, it's just, it's really just a mix of, of fear and awe and excitement. It's, well, fear, because, you know, if, if, when I was reading the Revelation, like, so many scary things. I mean, like, no, right? but also in awe because how powerful God is, mm. you know, and also excitement because, you know, like, like we, we mentioned earlier, we already know how this ends, right? 
I mean, yeah. long before the ending is happening, we already know how this is going to end. It's just getting there, I think, that's scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, or for, for me, anyway. And, and I'm, I'm really, I mean, it's, it's almost like, you know, Daniel, right? I mean, if he, if he knew what he was going to go through, sure. you know, to, to get to where he was, he'd probably say, no, take me back or whatever, right? But he didn't know, right? So when he was writing that book, he was looking back. And so he was pretty cool about it. I mean, I'm not saying I'm Daniel, but I'd rather not know because <laughs> I just, you know, take it one day at a time. As opposed to knowing what's going to happen in the future, like, mm. can we skip that day or those three months or whatever, you know, and just get right to the ending and they go, <laughs> let's go. Right? right. I mean, right. no, gosh, no. That's yeah. why. I think, I think, um, so, so the book of Revelation, yes, reading it is quite the experience. There's many things that don't really make sense. I mean, literally anyway, if we take that stuff literally, right? Um, and, but when you add now to that parts, like, you know, from different parts of the Bible, where it says like this, the time of the second coming will be like a time of Noah and Lot. And so now we know that, yes, that stuff in Revelation, it's about heaven coming down and all that stuff, which is a great thing. But then things like that also tells us that it's not going to be like, not everyone is going to have the same experience. We know that at the time of Noah, Noah kept preaching about how this flood was coming. Nobody listened to him. Only his family was saved. There were like eight Mm -hmm. people who got Mm -hmm. inside the ark. Right. And then, you know, same at the time of Lot, like only three of them got saved. And so I guess there's that angle to it too, Instructor Aaron, right? And I think that's why it's important to listen and verify this stuff for yourself. For sure. To, yeah. The attitude that, that Big D has is, is really quite amazing. Um, it, going from what he was saying before, where I'm just focusing on my relationship with, with God and Jesus, and I don't really worry about those things right now. But when you asked if someone were to say this is happening, what would you do? He's like, hey, I, I'd listen. You know, like yeah. that right there is pretty uncommon to be quite honest in, in a lot of ways. A lot of people just would would just dismiss it in, instead, you know, that type of thing. And um, it's thank not, you very much. because I, I don't know. So I, I need to learn. Exactly. Right. And that's <laughs> the heart that God would want people to have. Why wouldn't he? You know, if, if I'm going to do if God's like, if I'm going to do something, I, I want my people to be, you know, wanting to know right curious about it right it's his yeah, work just like you said it's just, like really amazing. yeah just like sam said only eight people came out of the flood so i think that's a very nice lesson out you know right there to to listen all the time <laughs> yeah and up until that moment living your life exactly like you're talking about is the only real way that we can everyone just lives their life according to what we know which is jesus came two thousand years ago he died on the cross for our sins right and our job is to believe in that our job is to believe in that and hopefully maybe even get other people at some point yeah. to believe in it, yeah. either through our words or through our actions, right? And just try to make this world a better place than when we came into it. That's the hope, you know, and it's really hard in this world. That's not the easiest thing. And like you said, we fall back quite a bit. Um, <laughs> we all have problems. Yeah. And all, all we're saying is just like anything else, when, you know, one era is, um, is being lived a certain era it's okay think about it like again the field in the back is just getting me think about it like the the seasons okay just like a total season 
in this season that we're in right now here in Korea, we're actually, you know, planting the seeds and you have to do it at this time. If you miss these couple of months, then you're, you're messed up, right? Your seeds aren't going to grow for no a long crops. enough period of time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So they've got the rice paddy fields right now, all soaking. You got to plant certain seeds right now because they need to grow the longest. And then next month you plant other ones. And that way during the time of the harvest, but during the winter, there's nothing you can do. Right. Right. All you can do is prepare and just waiting and, and just do all the prep work for the actual spring to come. That's like what's been happening for quite a long time. People have just been in that kind of period. <clears throat> and if you look at Matthew 24, it even says that, you know, pray that it doesn't happen on the Sabbath or in the winter. And what that means is pray when it's not at a time when we cannot do work, but pray for a time when we can do the work. Right. Because you can't do any work in the field in the winter or on a Sabbath. You're not allowed to work. Right. right. In, the, in the old Testament kind of understanding. That's why he yeah. says, right, right, right. So what, what we're saying is that right now, all the Christians have been living in that type of, you know, life and they've been living a comfortable life, but then just like in the time of Noah, you know, they were living that comfortable life. And then Jesus, or I'm sorry, God comes to Noah and says, this is going to happen. Right? This is going to happen. And you need to let people know this. You need to build this ark and you need mm -hmm. to let people know this. And a lot of people don't know that he did. A lot of people just think that he just did it on his own and didn't really care about other people. But actually in second Peter chapter two, verse five, that's where you find where it says he was a righteous preacher, right? He was oh. a righteous preacher. So that's why we can say, well, then he must've been preaching, right? Otherwise you don't call him that. Right. So he's building the boat and he's preaching, right? He's preaching. And all he was telling him was that a, an era is coming to an end and destruction is going to come. So Sam, what you had mentioned before, it's, you know, that judgment happens, judgment and salvation always happen together. Mm. Judgment mm. and salvation happen together. So the Bible, it, it goes through like this, um, this logic of betrayal, destruction, salvation, betrayal, destruction, salvation. So you can look at it from the very beginning of the story of Adam, where Adam betrayed, and then God uses Noah to destroy the world of Adam, but also offers salvation to anyone who's willing to come. And then the same thing in the time of Moses, right? God's people, they were in a state of betrayal. Then he brings them out. Anyone who's willing to come out, they can, you know, be a part of that out salvation. Of, out of Egypt, you mean? Out of Egypt, exactly. And then the time of the first coming, it's no different. Jesus came. God's people were in a state of betrayal once again. Jesus offers them both judgment and salvation right anyone who listens to me comes out anyone who doesn't is condemned that's what he says so second coming is no different at the time of the second coming when the truth is being made known that's all that god is saying there's going to be a place of salvation i want you to be a part of this place of salvation everything else is going to be judged and that's why it says yeah. in matthew 13 i know right it's really see, <gasps> it's scary unless you know Right. If you're helping to build the boat, you're not going to be too scared. Right. Because right. you're building the boat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's why in the know, it's really as knowledge is power. Ignorance is not bliss in this case. It's just really, really not, you know, scary. But how do you know? actually what's that? Uh, ignorance is scary at this point. Yes, exactly. And then the key would be, how do you how do you hear? How do you know? How does God make it known? That's the real key. And that's what people fight the most against, I would say is how the truth is being made known today. Unfortunately, that's kind of a stumbling block for a lot of people. So instead of focusing on just the source of it, focus on the actual teachings, 
That's what we always tell people, learn the teachings and then you can worry about the rest. Just like in the time of the first coming, Jesus was a stumbling block to many. That's why he says, blessed are those who do not stumble on account of me. Because he was a nobody from nowhere that wasn't very attractive as we've talked about, right? Didn't have oh a good gosh, schooling. That's you know? what he meant? Yeah. Blessed are those who do not stumble on account of me. That's what he meant. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm having like a moment. <gasps> it happens often on the show, D. Because if you look oh, at the wow. leaders, they, they didn't have anything good to say, right? About Jesus, right. right. Because here was some, you know, some person they've never heard about, was not educated, wasn't good looking, had nothing. How dare he? Yeah. Like there was nothing, exactly. he had nothing How going for he? him really. And he, there he was, you know, kind of yeah. preaching things that were new to them. But I mean, yeah, we all know now, 2000 years later that, yeah, actually he had the truth. Yeah. Um, but if he got caught up on the source, that was a bummer. Like, right. Yeah. If you, ha- if you only now just based it on Jesus himself, exactly. mm-hmm. looks, his background, you know, whatever, all that stuff. Yeah, oh my he's from goodness. Nazareth, right? I mean, yeah. I think back in the day, nobody took people from Nazareth seriously they were just Nobody like even some, says that some, yeah like, nothing, right? I mean, nothing good comes like out some of sort it. of like gas station on the way somewhere oh like, my so, god! yeah and he was a carpenter's kid so I mean in that town anyway so nobody so that's why yeah that's why it says you know he was the the builder the uh or the rock the builders rejected the the builders oh. were supposed to be the Pharisees the scribes God's you know leaders they're the builders they're building God's kingdom here on earth but he mm. was the cornerstone that Corner the builders stone rejected but reject. chosen by god yeah oh man wow. jesus was a reject back he then in the eyes of the world in the eyes of the world yes which is okay right because that's the whole key you can be a reject in the eyes of the world but if you're chosen by god that's what makes him that precious you know living stone as it says right yeah yeah, yeah first peter yeah i i love that whole bit you were talking about instructor aaron about when there is judgment, there's always salvation. Because I think mm. a lot of people have a problem with, especially Old Testament God, because they think he is like, you know, he has a temper, he gets upset, and then he wants to just kill everybody and wipe everyone off with a flood or something like that. But you're right, because if that is what God really wanted to do, say with something like the flood, right? If his objective was to just wipe out everybody, then why bother with an ark? Right. Because he could have just done that. Why, why tell anybody? Yeah. Yeah. Right. But no, there was an option. And if yeah. he and if people listened to Noah and decided to get on that ark, they would have been saved. But that exactly. happened at the same time. And you think of Lot, it's very similar. When 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 Abraham was being shown by the angels that God was going to destroy Sodom. Sodom. And he says, well, really? I mean, you're going to destroy the whole place? Just because there's some sin there, he's like, "What if there's like 50 righteous people there?" Oh yeah, he bargains. He bargains with him. Yeah, it's really a cool story, right? And and yeah. and yeah. he's like, "Okay, God says, okay, you know, through the angel, obviously, he says, okay, if there's 50 righteous people, I'll save the whole place. Right? I'll save the whole place." And he's like, "Okay, far be it from me to ask, but what if there's only like 40, right? And then 20, and then 10, and he goes down." And he still, he would be willing to save all the way for just a few, but there was none. That was the problem. And then even above that, he sends the angels there to try to, you know, get Lot's family out and to maybe even, who knows, anybody else that'd be willing to listen. But if you read what they wanted to do to the angels, yeah, it's just terrible. So 
And the flood's the same thing. Why did God allow Noah to preach for a hundred years? And it's, again, it doesn't exactly say a hundred years in the Bible. So if anybody's listening and actually that reminds me, there's a couple of corrections I wanted to make from previous episodes too, if you'll let me, Ooh. but um, <laughs> I, little, flubs, little flubs that I make with my mouth from time to time. <laughs> um, but it says that Noah was called when he was 500 years old. That's what it says that he was called. And then later it said the floodwaters came when he was 600. So there's a mm. hundred years from when he was called and when the floodwaters came and he's a preacher. So you got to kind of, you know, put two and two together that. So even if it wasn't exactly a hundred years, it was a long period of time. Right. So it's not that God wanted to wipe them out just because, and then you ask, well, why did he do it at all? If, if you look at the state of the world, Noah was the only family in God's kingdom that, that still walked with God. Mm-hmm. It still had the word of God. And if God yeah. allowed it to just continue to go, eventually no one would. So to save mm. Noah, he did it to save Noah, not to kill them. He did it to save Noah. That's why oh, to save man. Noah and his family. It's the opposite of what most people think that oh he did it to gosh. just wipe out evil. But in reality, he did it to save the people that could, could eventually bring God's Messiah. <sighs> right. I mean, Noah was building an ark in the middle of nowhere. You know, there was no body of water, I think, nearby. And he did it for like decades and decades and decades while preaching like, you know, you know, something's about to happen and nobody listened. Nobody yeah. I mean, if, you know, there's like so many things happening in front of you. There's like proof in front of you, right? Somebody's building a, a huge boat, you know, and then you probably saw the animals two by two. They came yeah. and so on and so forth. And like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, even it was mostly on a mountain. It was most likely on a mountain. One, because God always does his work on a mountain, but two, the floodwaters were coming for a long, for a period of time, the floodwaters are coming and they're still, you know, waiting and waiting and waiting. So obviously it was at a higher ground of some sort. And then God shuts the door eventually. And that's what we're saying, you know, today, when he says, when Jesus says in Matthew 24 or Luke 17, that the day, the second coming will be like the time of Noah, like the time of Lot. And he says, people were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage, basically meaning you're just living your natural life, your normal life. And then destruction comes upon them suddenly. Mm. Why? Because they don't care. So that destruction came upon those people, you know, really quickly, very, very quickly. So basically we're supposed to take that to mean instructor Aaron, that at the time of second coming, when again, um, you know, there is a testimony on the events that are supposed to signal now that, yes, this is happening. There will be people who will, who will not listen and who will not really care about any of this stuff. That's what the Bible says. Yes. Yeah. The Bible oh. is kind of clear on that. And so it's kind of like history repeating itself, Instructor Aaron. Over and over again, actually. Yeah. Man. That's, that's actually why history was written. When you look at like first Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11, it says all these things happened as examples and warnings for us, right? Or in Hebrews three and four, he talks about those people that didn't go into the land of Canaan. They refused because this is another thing that always cracks me up. People always make fun of um, like, you know, believers in God and Jesus because they, like I saw this one little meme and it had a GPS of from Egypt to Canaan. And it said like the oh. walking, you know, could take you know, like two weeks walking. And they're like, see, look, man, it took 40 years. It's because, you know, they had some weird God. Tell me. But of course they don't know the story. You know, they go, 
they go there yeah. and God was going to let them go in. Like in just a couple of weeks, they were going to be in there. No problem. But they didn't, they refused to go in. And so Hebrews three and four makes that clear that they hardened their hearts in the desert. They rebelled against God. They didn't have faith in God. So as a result of that judgment came on that generation. That's really 40 years, scary. 40 years. Yep. Isn't that nuts? It's, I mean, it's a, distance they the could nine plagues was weeks. it nine right ten plagues the plagues ten plagues right and then ten you... plagues they saw <laughs> yeah and a few wow. days after the party we don't the believe in god all right, right i know i would have been like i would have been okay we're on the third plague <laughs> i'd be like okay we're <laughs> yeah no, but, it but, make, you know it's crazy yeah. but i gotta admit you know i'm i'm like them too you know ten plagues parting of the red sea and then at some point I go, why God, why, where are you? Right. I, mean, I guess yeah. it's human nature. Yeah. Cause miracles don't, they don't stay with people too much. This is actually a big thing that we talk about because people ask, why are there no miracles right now happening? If you're saying the second coming is taking place, if you're saying Shinchenji is the place where God's kingdom is coming and that's the person that's, you know, been chosen by God to reveal the truth. Why are there no big miracles? And that's actually the reason why, because they don't matter when it comes to people holding on to their faith, they just don't stick. The word is the only thing that does. The word is the only thing that doesn't disappear. That's why Jesus says, you know, heaven and earth will disappear, but my word will never disappear because that's the only thing that never changes, right? Our memory can change. Like maybe you'll even forget that it actually happened or not believe that you saw what you saw. But if the word never changes, that's what you can base your faith on. That's really understanding you know, what is supposed to happen? What does this mean? What am I supposed to do, you know, at this time, if this really right. is the time, really fully understanding that is really what's going to give you that solid faith and belief in something. And I think that's what we're trying to figure out here, D is like, okay, there is a church that is unabashedly announcing to the world that there is a testimony and that they are more than willing to share it. Just please come and hear this and listen. And I mean, so far, you know, we've, we've hashed quite a bit of the parables. We're actually at the end, tail end of the parables. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so far everything is lining up. We, wow. you know, yeah. And it's been pretty amazing. I mean, you know, we get to decide now after all of this, what we're going to do with it. Like, okay, do we now really believe this to be the truth? Right. But I think the first step is to just have an open heart and listen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. 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 Amen. And that, and that you right. have. So that's cool. Oh, oh glory to God. Amen. I'm a stubborn boy. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Okay. Well, you know what? On that note, why don't we then do um, uh, a, a, a set of parables with you? Is this still considered a parable, Instructor Aaron, the next one that we're doing? It is because the, the words themselves are being used figuratively, right? Ah. The, war, the war is being used figuratively. And Jesus, like in Matthew 24 or Luke 21, talking about the signs of the second coming, he uses those as like a parable because he's using physical things to explain something in the future. Okay. In the future. So okay. one of the questions right now that the chairman asks quite often is that we have to ask ourselves, that he's always telling the people in the world, he's writing this over and over again to all the pastors, all the believers, or any religion, anyone. And you want to ask yourself basically these two questions, who am I according to the Bible? Who am I according to the scriptures? 
because in the Bible, there are different types of people described. And you want to know, well, where do I fit? There's people that belong to God, but betray. There's people that try to destroy God's kingdom when it comes or is being created. And there's those that are actively a part of it. So you have to ask yourself, who am I? And the parables describe those types of people. And according to your actions and according to your heart and you know everything about who you are, that's how you can find out. And the second question is, have I been created according to the scriptures? So is my faith my own faith? Have I made my own faith my own way? Or am I learning and uh, worshiping according to the scriptures? So those two questions are very important. Who am I according to the Bible? And have I been you know, created according to the scriptures? And if you can answer that according to the word, like according to the actual Bible, then, then you're doing great, right? You're, that's, a, that's a comforting feeling. That's a really comforting feeling. So yeah. if you don't mind, there's a couple of like, I, I'm a stickler for like Four. my little stupid mistakes that I make in the past. What did episodes. you say? So in one of them, I was talking about the four living creatures and the four uh, oh. horses. And yeah. I said the fourth horse, which is the black horse, but it's not, it's the dappled horse. But I, and I knew that in my brain, but I said black. Okay. So that's a correction. Uh, and one of the last oh. ones that just aired, we were talking about Matthew um 22 it was about the wedding and i but i had just finished talking about matthew 24 but i was talking about the wedding in matthew 22 but i said matthew 24 so that's another one okay and then uh we were talking about hosea hosea chapter 2 but i said chapter 12 hosea doesn't have the you know so again little stupid things like that um <laughs> ah last one when we were talking about the oldest person in the bible yes methuselah yeah, yeah and i said 900 and i thought maybe 959 but it's 969 Wow. Uh, okay. These oh have been bugging me. They've been bugging Aaron. me so much. <laughs> we are so disappointed in you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> like that's mental it. Mental show. No. <laughs> no, no you know what? I feel <laughs> Absolutely. No, I can I can imagine how, you know, as a Bible instructor and you representing your church, I mean, you know, the show goes online and how that would bother you. Probably lose sleep over stuff like oh, it's that. Annoying. So, <laughs> <laughs> totally understand. And anytime something like this comes up, please let us know. We can always I have a little I have a little OCD. I really do. I know yeah. that I've always known it about myself. I have to little things have to be so it does. But anyway, appreciate that. Thank you very much. Sure thing. <laughs> sure thing. Okay. So then you know what? I think this conversation sets us up for the next episode. On the next episode, Big D and the three of us are still gonna sit through a set of parables. And I think we're going to talk about the war between Jerusalem and Babylon, right? Wow. So that is coming up in I'm the meantime, forward. though. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. Um, in the meantime, though, please don't forget to catch uh, Big D is on 104.3 Capital FM2 Mondays to Thursday. He does the midday show over there. And then on Fridays, you can catch him in the morning. And Instructor Aaron, yes, 6 a.m. Instructor Aaron is on the YouTube channel called Healing Leaves. That's where you can listen to the sermons that he gives in the worship services that they do. And of course, Tina Ryan, our resident fur mom, does a podcast called The Dog Behind the Human with Dog Coach Francis. Anything else Man. before we go? Anything before we officially tie a ribbon around this episode? I'm good. Okay, we're good. That is our cue to get on out of here. We have an email address, the narrowdoorpodcast at gmail.com. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye.